Hello and welcome to Euronet Plus and The Green Deal. The Green Deal is the new and climate-friendly podcast created by the European Radio Network. My name is Sina, I'm a journalist and happy to be part of Euronet Plus. In this podcast, my European colleagues and I are discussing the big milestones the EU has to meet to work effectively against climate change. The Green Deal deals with food safety, renewable energy, the reduction of carbon dioxide, traffic and many other main topics on the way into a climate-friendly and healthy future. Can we reduce our environmental footprint on this planet? Can Europe be the first continent to be climate neutral by 2050? The Green Deal collects thoughts, ideas and new developments of politicians and scientists from all over Europe. So, let's Green Deal with this. COVID-19 mortality rates have been linked to high levels of air pollution, a finding that could lead the European Parliament to press for stricter CO2 emission reduction targets for 2030. Earlier in September, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen held a speech of the State of the Union and called to raise the EU's emissions reduction objectives to at least 55% against the 1990 levels. The European Environment Agency, Europe's environmental watchdog, recalled that the impact of air pollution is causing 400,000 premature deaths in the EU each year, making it the most important environmental cause of health problems in the EU. It is known that a number of major chronic diseases, including cancer, heart disease, stroke and respiratory diseases, are associated with air pollution. It is less known, however, that air pollution is associated with COVID-19. This link is currently under investigation, says Catherine Gansleben, an expert at the European Environment Agency. We can see that long-term exposure to air pollution may be linked to increased susceptibility to COVID-19. There's also research that's now exploring whether exposure to air pollution might directly affect vulnerability to COVID-19 by weakening the immune response of the upper airways in the lungs. This requires further investigation to explore that possible association and the mechanism through which it might uh, play out. Once this assumption is underlined with evidence, this could boost the demand for more clean air targets, says MEP Lopez. One of the objectives we have is to collect more scientific evidence on this relationship between COVID-19 and the air quality, because it is the best argument now for society to contribute to improving our air quality. The Parliament therefore intends to commission a study from its own research centre. Air pollution costs each and every one of us lifetime. How much time we lose by constantly breathing polluted air? Raunhild Sörensen from Changing Cities in Berlin says 166 billion euros are wasted in the big cities every year, taking into account people who get sick from air pollution and people who can't work as a result of being sick from air pollution. Social costs are high, including people who die from air pollution. It's 400,000 people in Europe each year who simply die from breathing. Experts believe every fifth person who died with the coronavirus died because of air pollution. Would we have less people dying with corona if our air was better? Also belegt ist ja noch gar nichts. Das sind Vermutungen. 
It has not been proved, yet many experts come to the same conclusion. We know air pollution has an effect on our lungs. Since corona is a virus that attacks the parts of our system that deal with breathing, the presumption that corona is linked to air pollution is there. Air pollution has an effect on our body over many years. It will take years to prove a connection to COVID-19. Most people think this connection exists. And we have seen what happened in North Italy, where the air pollution is extremely high. Fact is, where there are many people, where there is industry, the air pollution rate is much higher than elsewhere. Sweden or Norway, those countries with less population, are not as polluted as big capitals. Sörensen also says the real big changes can only happen when politicians and the industry make the right decisions. The individual human being is way too small to make the great change we need. Don't forget, it's 880 million tons of carbon dioxide that get blown into the air in Europe every year. During the lockdown period, citizens got a taste of clean air. The air quality improved when business trips got cancelled and home office was implemented by many companies. Citizens now want more of it and call for new measures to reduce air pollution, says Pierre Donnier, president of the citizen collective The Air Seekers in Belgium. There have been several polls that have been done in Brussels and in other European capitals, which very clearly show not only that the majority of the population does not want a return of air pollution in the city, but also that people are ready to change their habits by giving more public space to public transport, a space currently devoted to cars. If we don't do something about our air quality, the positive effect the lockdown had on many areas will vanish. A year from now, we'll be exactly where we would have been without the lockdowns, says Marcel Langner from the German Federal Environmental Agency. This proves how much we are in need of a long-term solution rather than short-term effects that are simply nice to have. The world has come to a stop and the pandemic has given the environment a second chance. My colleague from Polsky Radio made a survey to find out what young Poles think about the changes that came with the lockdown. The first weeks, the first months of the lockdown were a totally new experience for me. I live in Warsaw, that may not be a nature reservoir, but from time to time you could see some animals. When the lockdown was introduced in March, wild animals had appeared in unusual places by April. When I was going for a walk with my son, a beaver suddenly crossed our way, out of nowhere. Wild boars and deer showed up right in the city center. I was so surprised and it gave me hope that this lockdown could actually really help our environment. I don't know, actually. Both things worry me. The smoke rate is below average for this time of year. On the one hand, this is a great development because people haven't been on the roads to go to work each morning and return home in the afternoon. On the other hand, I fear that this is not only due to rules which relate to home office. I think a lot of people lost their jobs because of the pandemic. I have some friends who recently lost their jobs and are now just waiting at home trying to find new work. Therefore, I don't have a clear opinion on this issue. Naprawdę nie mam tutaj takiego konkretnego zdania, czy jest lepiej czy gorzej, bo sytuacja generalnie nie wygląda najlepiej. 
Achieving zero emissions by 2050 seems unrealistic to me. I think it is possible to drastically reduce emissions by then, though. But the question is, to what extent? I am more concerned about the rest of the world. What about countries that are no part of the International Carbon Dioxide Convention? Even if we manage to reduce to zero, it will only be a little part of what should be done globally to save our planet. No, 2050 is already 30 years from now. Can we change our habits so much in 30 years? I don't think so. However, I would love to. It seems that more and more countries outside of Europe also show similar aspiration. It seems possible, given the 30-year perspective, to change our industry and reduce our emissions. Polish scientists also see a strong connection between COVID-19 and air pollution. Professor Piotr Kleczkowski from the AGH University of Science and Technology in Krakow is investigating this relationship. He notes that the smog maps and the coronavirus maps in Poland do coincide. I already mentioned it in spring. The second wave in autumn in Poland may be worse than the first one due to the very bad air condition in our country. Looking at the member states of the European Union, we have the worst air. The latest scientific reports in the world put us in a very bad position as they show Poland has the second highest death rate when it comes to infections with COVID caused by air pollution. The study I read found that 28% of people who died from COVID actually died from it because of air pollution. There is a good chance we could have saved these 28% if the pollution wasn't as high as it is. The Czech Republic is worse, where it's been 29%, but Poland is right behind. There are only two countries in the world that have a bigger problem with air pollution, China and Korea. The death rate of people who died from COVID in China and Korea due to air pollution is numbered with 27%. But these numbers are only estimated. Nonetheless, it is very unpleasant to be classified this way. Over the past three decades, the EU has developed a clean air policy framework that focuses on three pillars – ambient air quality standards, national emissions reduction targets established for the most important transboundary air pollutants, and emission standards for key sources of pollution, from vehicle and ship emissions to energy and industry. However, for Sophie Perut, advocacy coordinator at HEAL, this framework is problematic. In fact, the actual The current framework is actually out of date as it dates back to more than 10 years, and it is based on political compromise rather exclusively based than on science. This is a first and a serious problem. The second problem is that the current EU legislation is not sufficiently implemented by member states. The World Health Organization has stricter rules which is why the NGO calls for EU limits to be closer to those set by the WHO. In 2017, 8% of the EU urban population was exposed to levels above the EU air quality standards for fine particulate matter, according to figures from the European Commission. Using the more stringent recommendations by the World Health Organization, this number increased to 77%. Furthermore, a great number of member states seem to have a problem implementing. 70 member states are subject to infringement proceedings for not respecting EU clean air targets. 
Spanish MEP Javier Lopez, who sits in the Parliament's Committee on the Environment and Public Health, is in charge of drafting a non-legislative report on behalf of the European Parliament on the implementation of the ambient air quality directives. One of the objectives that we have in the European Parliament is not only to talk about the capacity of European legislation to be implemented, but also the way in which it is implemented. And one of the questions that we want to refer to is the improvement and standardization of the air quality measurement points. MEP Norbert Linz, who represents the EP center-right group, disagrees on the necessity for stricter limits. To him, it is the implementation guidelines that should be strengthened. One question regards the implementation problem in member states. It is not that we have to be stricter at European level, but my approach is to make it comparable between the member states. In other words, I think that the Air Quality Directive contains too much flexibility and that is where we need a solution at European level. Setting rules, the EU Commission wants to present an action plan to meet zero-pollution objectives for air, water and soil. This plan should contain legislative proposals. That's what he thinks about the ambition of the European Commission. The plan should lead to noticeable changes before the next EU elections in 2024. However, MEP Norbert Linz has a problem calling it a zero-pollution plan. I am not a fan of zero emission plans because I find them technically very difficult to implement. If you look at the electric cars alone, it is not as if they no longer generate emissions. We will continue to have particulate emissions from tires in particular. So that means that we need scientifically correct limit values, which can also be realistically implemented and which could create zero and no zero emission zones. The new plan is foreseen for 2021 unless the COVID pandemic disrupts the European Commission work program. Whether you live in a part of the world where air pollution is extremely high or little of an issue, stay safe and join in on our next episode when we speak about the future of our forests. (laughs) 